Oh, praise God. Praise God. Thank you for your presence this morning. We love you and we honor you, Lord. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Thank you for your abundance and all your blessings. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you. We give you praise. We give you glory. There is none like you. Hallelujah. The King of kings and the, the Lord, Lord of lords. lords. Yes. Oh, we worship, we worship you. you, Father. We worship you. Have your way. Have your way in this time. Yes. Guide us and direct us. <clears throat> let this not just be a service, but let it be life. Let it be your word. Speaking to your people, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Man, what a service. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit of God's moving in. Nobody, He's not, moving here. Not He's, a lot of chairs. Not a, a lot of people in the chairs, but boy, the Spirit of God's here. He is here. He and is He here. is with you people too. He is That's with right. you in your home, home setting. You know, God is with you and He's going to be with, and He's still going to continue with us. But we're looking for the day that we can finally get back to, to normal. And um, hopefully that will be Easter Sunday. If, if we can't be back to normal on Easter Sunday, we'll at least have, uh, you want to tell them what you've got set up on this FM radio frequency? Well, if you're going to put me on the spot, I guess yeah, so. Yeah, we'll put this, we, we can do this. Hopefully we'll get it all worked out. We are hoping to do a drive-in service. We've got an FM transmitter where you can pull in and tune in your radio station to a certain FM station, and you'll be able to have audio in your car, and hopefully we'll be able to set up somewhere outside where you can, can see us all outside. We'll have a, that way we're following the all the guidelines of the quarantine, but yet we'll still be together just out in the parking lot and everybody in their cars. But you'll be able to see us and have audio right there in your car. So we're, we're working on getting that done right now. Amen. Um, so hopefully we'll have that ready to go soon and we, and we can do that. And that'll be, a, I'll tell you what, no matter what we do, it is going to be a celebration. It is. We're when we get celebrate back together. the resurrection. That is right. Amen. You got something you want to share with us first, Yeah, Curtis? I want to start out of Psalms 46. It's kind of on my heart earlier this week. And, um, I'll just start out reading it. The heading is God, the refuge of his people and conqueror of the nations. Well, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, Though the mountains shake with its swelling, there is a river Hallelujah. whose stream shall make, make glad, glad the, the city, city of God, God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Hallelujah. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. And that, just, that word that I had during worship just carried right through out of this that I think we have got placent, and I'm just as guilty as the next person of waiting for Wednesday and Sunday, our corporate gatherings, to, to really get in the presence of God. Yes. And I think God is breaking that yoke right yes. now Amen. during this he time. He sure is, Curtis. And um, I want to read to you, you know, that part where it says, there is a river whose streams shall make glad the city of God. There is a river. Amen. A river is always flowing. It's always flowing. It has a purpose. And I want to read to you out of Ezekiel 47. And this is uh, where Ezekiel is kind of getting toured around, and I'm not going to explain everything out right now, but 47.1 says, Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, from the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple 
south of the altar. He brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the outside of the outer gateway that faces east. There was water running out on the right side. But when a man went out to the east with a line in his hand, it was a measuring stick, he measured 1,000 cubits and he brought me through the waters. The water came up to my ankles. And then he measured again and the water came up to my knees. And then he measured again and the water came up to my waist. And again he measured the river was that I could not cross for the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. He said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Then he brought me and turned me to the bank of the river. When I returned, there along the bank of the river there were many trees on one side and the other. He said to me, This water flows toward the eastern region, goes down into the valley, enters to the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. And it shall be that every living thing, every living thing that moves, wherever the rivers go, will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. For they will be healed and everything will be wherever the river goes. It shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engadi to Engrim. There will be places for spreading their nets. Their fish will be of the same kind as the fish of the great sea. But its swamps and its marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt along the bank of the river on, the side, on this side and that will grow all kinds of trees used for field. Their leaves will not wither, and their fruit will not their fruit will not fail. There will bear every fruit every month because their water flows from the sanctuary. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for medicine. Amen. And what I have got out of all that congregation is those rivers that are flowing. That river is in us. That river is the presence of God. That river is not just at our church building. And that is the point that I just think God is driving right now, that it is in you, it is wherever you go. Out of you flows that river. And that's what the scripture says, Curtis, out of your innermost beings will flow rivers of living, living water. Life. So this is, this, even though this is a nice building, but God doesn't live in here. He lives on the inside of every one of us. And that river should, that, that river of his presence, it should be so deep. Some of you may be right now just ankle deep. Some of us may be knee deep. Some wasty, but he says we should be so deep in there that we have to be swimming in his presence. (laughs) Amen. And that will flow, and and that river is going to flow except the swamps and marshes. Some of us aren't going to get a hold of this. That's true. Some of, some people. That is true, Curtis. And I've got to watch myself. You know, if I don't turn my house into a house of worship right now, it's going to turn into a swamp and a marsh, mm-hmm. and it's not going to be full of that abundance. That it's exactly not going to get right. that blessing. Don't let that happen to your home, to your presence, to your spiritual walk right now. Don't let it become a swamp and a marsh. Get in the river. Get in the Amen. river so deep that you get, all you got, the only way out is swimming. I want to read, uh, jump over to Joel, verse 3, 18. It says, and it will come to pass in that day, that the mountain shall drip, Jacob Hogg, if you're watching, and the mountain shall drip with new wine. That song was on your heart months ago, shall drip with new wine. The hills shall flow with milk, and all the brooks of Judah shall be flooded with water. All the brooks. That is every single individual home that's represented in this church is going to be filled. Amen. With flooded with water, and that fountain shall flow from the house of the Lord. It's going to flow from here. 
but it reaches out to every one of your houses. Even though we're not here Amen. together, we still, we are still together in spirit and in truth. And just keep your head up, church, during this time. <clears throat> this too shall pass. Amen. We, sh- we will be together. We will worship together again. We will be able to shake each other's hands and not worry about being six foot apart. And, um, we're not six foot we're, apart we're, here, are we? We're a little close here, but it's lucky I we love We have you. to get in front of the camera, though, it's right? It's a good thing I love you, Pastor. <laughs> so you got your coffee, too. Oh, that's sweet tea. Sweet tea. I, if, oh. they're, if they're able to sit at home in their pajamas and recliners and all that, I can... I can have my sweet tea. Well, I should have brought my coffee then. Well, While you're sipping your tea, I can have a little coffee. Yeah, you see what a real man thinks. Out of. <laughs> not, not a little bitty cup of coffee. You had to put camouflage on it, though, to make it work. <laughs> that's, are you what, finished? What, I'm are, finished. What you got? Okay, well, um, I really believe that we are living in chaotic and confusing times, and uh, this COVID-19 has really got a lot of people off balance, and their lives have been disrupted out of the normal routines that they normally have. Look, the schools are closed, and much to the kids' pleasure, but much to maybe the parents' displeasure. But the businesses are closed, and we've got, uh, I mean, we've got no more than grouping of the 11. And, uh, but we're looking for that day to soon end. But on the other hand, thank God they passed a trillion, $2 trillion bailout, but I don't know, where are they going to get the money? You know, this is, to me, they can print it. But whenever they print the money, guess what happens? Inflation goes through the roof. So I tell you, all this, this uh, stressful times can play havoc with our emotions. And so I'd like to read Psalms 27, 13. David, you know, he says um, here in Psalms 27, 13, I would have lost heart. I would have become discouraged unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living right here in this present now. And then he says in verse 14, wait on the Lord and be of good courage and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I looked up the word wait. It means to bind together and it, it means to, to look patiently. So we all need to be patient. And I've, I've got so much cur- patience, Curtis, I maybe need to give you some, right? I'm getting where I may need a little bit. <laughs> I've been working with you too long. <laughs> well, and it also means to expect good things to expect good things to come to our nation, to come to our community, to come to our families, and to come to us individually. We need to expect good things. That's what it really means. So whenever you're expecting and whenever you're believing, what are you believing for? You're believing for good things to come to your life, to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Now, that what does the goodness of God look like? It's beauty, it's good things, it's prosperity. It's the best and not the worst. So you and I should be looking as for the best and not the worst. Someone said to me, what is your outlook for the future at the beginning of this COVID-19 outbreak? And I said, well, I think that we need to plan for the worst, but hope for the best. And when we hope for the best, we are basically saying, I am believing to see the goodness of God in my time, in our time, in the land of the living right now. In Exodus 32, verse 18, Moses said, Lord, please show me your glory. In verse 19, God, he replies and he said, I will make all my goodness. Remember now, he wanted to know what the, show me your glory. And God says, I'll make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. Verse 20, 
but you cannot see my face and live. But there is a place right here beside me in the cleft of the rock. And as I, I'm going to put you there and I'm going to pass by you and you can see my hinder parts. And then Exodus 34, 34, 5 says, Now the Lord descended in the cloud and proclaimed the name of the Lord. Excuse me just a minute. Verse 6, The Lord passed before him and proclaimed that the Lord, he is God, he is merciful, he is gracious, he is long-suffering, he's abounding in goodness and in truth keeping mercy for thousands and forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sins. And you say, well, what is, what's the difference in all of those? Well, iniquity happens to be, it's the proclivity or the tendency to do evil. And, uh, and really, it's, it's, you, you're sort of bent for bad behavior. But now transgression is rebellion, and it also has to do in reference to national sins. And the number one national sin, in my opinion, is abortion. And so we all need to, you know, ask God to, we, we repent of this, of this uh, aborting the babies. I mean, this, I don't know how many, 50 million babies plus have been aborted. This is, this is a national transgression. But then sins is really the coming short of the glory of God or the goodness of God. And then he says, now the last part of verse 7, but it says, but he will by no means clear the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers on the children's and to the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Now this is just the opposite of, first, of the first part of that verse uh, 7. And I had a hard time uh, reconciling the first part of that verse 7 with the last part of that verse 7. Then I asked the Holy Spirit, I said, Holy Spirit, help me to understand this. This says like, sounds like that God's on one hand, he's, he's going to forgive the iniquities and pardon the sins. But on the other hand, he's going to hold, he's not going to pardon the guilty. Right. And so the Holy Spirit just really simply put this to me. And, the, and I said, God, who are the guilty ones? And he says, those are the ones who did not receive forgiveness and the goodness of our God. They're the people who did not receive it. The ones who received the forgiveness made decisions to receive the mercy, the grace, the long-suffering, and the truth, and the sum total of God's goodness is His glory. However, if one hasn't received as well as extended forgiveness, then that one will still remain in his guilt and the sense of condemnation of wrongdoing. Let me give you an example of this. <clears throat> Whenever President Trump pardons someone the person that he pardoned, they say, well, thanks, but I think I'm just going to stay here. They don't do that. They don't stay in jail. And I don't, they probably got this feeling, well, I don't deserve to leave. I don't deserve to receive this pardon. I did the crime, so I'll do the time. Now, let's just pretend if that should happen, that would be their choice because the President of the United States has already extended forgiveness and mercy and compassion and, and, and grace to these people. But if they do not choose to receive that forgiveness and that pardon, that would be their choice and they would remain incarcerated and confined for their entire lifetime. And this is where many people are today. They are still living in their guilt and condemnation, but God doesn't want you there. God wants to deliver you. And he paid the penalty for all of our wrong sins and do, wrongdoings. But whenever we think we've got to pay the penalty because, because we did the crime, we've got to do the time. 
Now listen carefully. God will not force anyone to not live in guilt and condemnation. It is your choice. You and I, we can, we can uh, choose to, to live with forgiveness and live in grace. The pardon has been extended by the blood of Jesus Christ. And he who knew no sin became sin so that we who were sinners might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. That, that pardon's extended to everybody, right? It is, but not everybody's going to accept it and not everybody's going to receive it. But yes, we all have that choice. We all, because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would receive this pardon and receive this forgiveness, you know, he would have eternal life. That's right. But there's a, but whenever, but whenever you do not receive the gift, the forgiveness and the mercy and the grace of God, what happens? It's, it's really, it's, it's, um, the pardon is much like the COVID-19. It will have a devastation residual effect on generations to come. It does affect other areas of your life and future generations. So let's believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living right now. I mean, it's not past tense. It's not even future tense. But he said, my heart, I would have fainted unless I had seen, unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of God in the land of the living. Last week I said in Isaiah 60, arise, shine, because your light is come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. But he says now, he says, the flip side of that coin is this. It says it's going to be darkness is going to cover the whole earth and gross darkness is going to cover the people. But the Lord will arise over those people who receive the forgiveness and the pardon. So it's, it's two sides of the same coin whenever you've got darkness on one hand, but you've got the glory of the Lord being risen upon us on the other hand. And so there's two different things that are happening to two different groups of people all at the same time. So my prayer is this, that we would simply be looking for and receiving the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. Unless we believe to see, we would be just like David. We would lose heart. We would be discouraged. We would be confused and, and, really, uh, and bring chaos on our family and future generations to come. So let our hearts be fixed on the goodness of God and let's just rest in his goodness right now. Father, we come before your presence yes. and we say thank you for this congregation of New Covenant Fellowship. I pray, God, that you would bless them. You would extend your forgiveness and your mercy yes. to every one of them. But more than that, Father, you would extend healing power and grace yes. to everyone who is right now listening. And I pray, Father, that you would just right now begin to just move in every heart of every person of our congregation and, yes. in, and, and other people that are watching as well. So, Father, we thank you. Thank you so much for becoming just uh, the goodness to our lives. Yes, Lord, thank you. Jesus. You have another scripture Amen. there? I do have a scripture to close out with. For that, I'd like to, I don't know if a challenge is the right word or not, but encourage everybody, um, let's say 7 o'clock tonight, to, like I said earlier, to transform our house into a, a house of worship. Get out your, your favorite song, your favorite worship song, Gather your family together. That's the most important thing here. Gather your family together. Do it as a family. Just as you are here with your family, with your church family, do it at home with your family. Turn on a couple of worship songs and just get in the presence of God. Amen. And just, just let it go. Amen. And just get in that flow, get in that river, and just see what God does for you. And you don't ask him, Lord, give me, give me a word to share. Amen. Give a scripture on my heart. You don't close out, read, read some scripture, read a psalm to your family or to your spouse, or, you know, if you're by yourself, 
whatever it may be, but take a few minutes and not, actually let's do it corporately tonight. You know, seven seven o'clock. You know, there's all kinds of Facebook challenges going on right now. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, don't don't record yourself and put it on Facebook. This is your time with God. But let's do this. Just join with Curtis, us. Curtis, can I share one other thing here? Yeah. Uh, I think it's a Psalms 46.10. It says, be still and know that I am God. Being still doesn't mean just keeping quiet. As a matter of fact, its original meaning, the root word is to let go. Turn loose. Quit trying to control everything. Turn loose of this fear and anxiety that may be over. I mean, it can grip. Fear can come in and just grip a person's life because they're fearing that they may get this COVID-19. But I just... The, I just encourage you to right now, be still, turn loose, let that fear go. And I believe that God is not going to impute this sin of, or this uh, disease of this coronavirus to anybody in our congregation. We're going to be exempt from it. I'm, I'm declaring that and making an affirmation yes, that it's agree. not coming near our yes. dwelling or your dwelling or your house. So, Father, I just right now bless this congregation with your peace so that they are exempt from fear. You got that other scripture. Psalm 62, 5 says, My soul wait for God alone, for my expectation is from him. Oh, amen. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. The God is my salvation and my glory. The rock of my strength and my refuge Amen. is in God. Trust in him at all times. Amen. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Pour out your heart before him. Lord, we just thank you right Hallelujah. now. We thank you for this time that we've had together. I pray that you be with our, our family, our church family. We're going through these times. We just thank you right now. We give you all praise. We give you all glory. We just pray wisdom over them. We pray knowledge, Father. We pray blessings over each and every one listening. And we give you all praise and give you all glory. In, In Jesus', Jesus mighty, mighty name. Thank you. God Jesus. bless you, New Covenant. Bless we you love guys. you. We love you. We love you. If, any, if you have any needs that you really, you, you need some shopping done, Curtis will go shopping. I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get somebody to get you some food if you need it. But whatever you need, if you have a need, please call us. We'll be glad to help meet the need if we can. God bless. Bless you guys.